0: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty football podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majiuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by the fantastic Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. We are going to build the Ultimate Dynasty team this season. And we need you along for the ride. Marcus, we have more, more football this weekend.
1: More, uh, more football.
0: More football. Uh, not necessarily all of the teams that we hoped would be there will be there. But we have more football and we have uh, some team reviews coming up today on the show. Uh, Are you ready for the divisional round?
1: I am. Uh, This is my favorite week of football season because typically these are the best eight teams left. Uh, These games end up always being really good, typically better than the championship games in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm excited. We've had a, a lot of really good divisional games over the years, so uh, what game are you looking forward to watching the most it's got to be the bills chiefs right yeah.
0: I I I don't think there's any uh any game on the slate that holds a card uh to this game in particular it's just there are so many moving pieces moving parts like uh I'm interested to see the chiefs defense I'm interested to see the Bill's running game but most of all these two quarterbacks going head to head just so fun uh and I'm I'm very excited to watch how about you what's your uh, number one game
1: of the weekend. It, it, you're probably right, but man, I'm really excited about Titans-Bengals, uh, and I think it's because Joe is so much fun. Derrick Henry's back. The Titans are the number one seed in the AFC, and uh, I I love watching AJ Brown. I know it's not maybe it doesn't have the appeal that some of the other games have that have Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, and Josh Allen, but still, it's it's no, really I- fun.
0: I think there are a lot of like really um, very talented assets in this game. I think what makes me hesitant to rank it above Bills Chiefs is just uh, the the lack of postseason experience here for the Bill or the Bengals. I am rooting for the Bengals. I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, one of my best friends is a huge Bengals fan, uh, and I I just want to support her uh, as. This is the first postseason uh, that she's actually advanced to in her lifetime. Shout out Elise. Um, but like i I'm rooting for them, but I do worry that, um you know, a lot of times we'll see these young teams without that postseason experience mm-hmm. come in and just sort of fall flat on their faces. But if the wild card round was any indication, then maybe we don't have so much to worry about,
1: yeah, that's. Uh- I think Joey B is going to be just fine. I don't think he's going to be stressed about this game. I think he's going to come in and play uh, loose. I mean, when you play, you know, in a national championship game against, you know, some really good teams and like, what was it Clemson? They played that one year uh, and absolutely dominated. I think he'll be all right. Um, all right, okay, we're going to, we're going to get to our previews. Um, but I just, we need to talk about Devo Samuel really, really quickly because he was fantastic again uh, on Sunday against the Cowboys. Um, And a lot of people have been asking me, where do you rank Debo in terms of dynasty? I literally had a person right before we jumped on. Uh, He's behind Jamar chase, obviously I think he's behind Justin Jefferson, but where do you kind of slot him in for your dynasty rankings?
0: Debo is such a tough, uh, a, a tough person to rank. And I think there are so many different moving pieces and the ability to just sort of demand touches and, um, I, I mean, they're they're just really looking for any way to get him involved. Um, it, how about uh, Devonte Adams or Debo Samuel? Because Devontae Adams
1: yeah.
0: uh, getting up there in age. Like this, these are the players that I'm having trouble ranking Debo around because they are so elite. But Debo has all of these other factors uh, going for him. I think I, it, oh, I I like that's the that's the range that I'm putting him in and having trouble ranking him around is,
1: is yeah. For me, it's probably Debo and it's really, really close. And it feels weird to say Debo over Devontae Adams, but uh I think I don't want to say there's more quarterback stability. Cause that's not true. Right. Because probably Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback next year for the 49ers, but it almost feels like he's more quarterback proof than what Devontae Adams is. Right. Like if Trey Lance is the starter next year for the 49ers, I don't think we're going to be getting downgrading Debo at all. Right.
0: No, I don't I don't think so. Um, and I mean just even the, the fact that like obviously we don't know Aaron Rodgers' future, but uh we have Devonta Adams who's about to hit the free agency market a little if bit older we as well, just a little bit. At, a little bit older as well. So like it I, I do think I would take Debo over that range. So like that what that puts him right around uh wide receiver eight or so in Dynasty, and I still feel like that feels too low.
1: Uh listen. You know I'm a Cowboy fan. People that are watching this on YouTube can see my Cowboy backdrops and all that kind of stuff now. I don't understand. Debo C-
0: over CD yes, Lamb.
1: I don't understand CD Lamb being ranked that high. I don't.
0: I uh, I would tend to agree with you. Let's go through just a couple more wide receivers because I'm very yeah. fascinated as to where this line lands. Um, I also would take uh, Debo Samuel over CD Lamb in the latest edition of uh, Dynasty League Football ADP. <laughs> C.D. Lamb comes in as the wide receiver three, which is crazy. Huh?
1: That's ridiculous.
0: It's pretty crazy because you know what? Um, you know, like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, all of these players around him uh, might have won you your leagues. But yep. C.D. Lamb uh, is the only one of those those players here that uh, really put the nail in your coffin if you were relying on him down the stretch. Uh, how about uh dK Metcalf who's also been pretty disappointing but has a very high ceiling or
1: debo Samuel same draft too 2019 uh, i think I'd go debo and that one's tough uh because Metcalf you know should be paired with a better quarterback he's the bigger play threat down the field uh, but i think i'd go debo uh
0: yeah i and for me the tiebreaker there just comes down to usage uh we've mm-hmm. seen dK Metcalf sort of disappear at times. Um, obviously his usage ebbs and flows, but with the way that this team made an effort, uh, to, to get Debo involved in every phase of the game, it's gotta be Debo. Um, let's do one more Jalen Waddle or Debo Mm. Samuel. Jalen Waddle is just ahead of him. Wide receiver eight, um, in the latest round of ADP. This one is a bit tougher for me. Maybe I lean Jalen Waddle in a full PPR format, uh, just uh, due Debo. to that. Debo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Debo. I, I don't trust that Waddle's going to get the peppering of targets that he got this year from Tua. I, I would rather have Debo.
0: All right. So we have we have Debo Samuel right around wide receiver six, wide receiver seven at this point. And I think that it, somehow feels that right. still feels low.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think it feels about right. We didn't mention Tyreek Hill. I would take Tyreek Hill over Debo. Uh, Tyreek basically averages 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, a season with Patrick Mahomes. He's what about as safe as you get. Yeah, <laughs> It's about as safe as you get. Uh, all right. So we we like Debo, though, a lot. Uh, p- maybe still undervalued, though, is what we're trying to tell you. If he's currently wide receiver eight on Dynasty League football, hey, if you can fl- uh, sw- uh, swap him for CD Lamb and some stuff, please, please go out there and do that.
0: By all uh, means, yes.
1: By all means. All right. We're going to get to our first team preview or review, excuse me. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store and use promo code Touchdown and get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your next tank. That's promo code Touchdown. Also, want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. All right, Kate. Okay. So the first team that we're going to preview today is the Atlanta Falcons. And let's talk about their weird, weird 2021 season. Uh, this <laughs> is a team that almost made the playoffs despite having one of the worst point differentials in the NFL. Calvin Ridley stepped away mid-season. Matt Ryan was up and down, but they did have some, some guys that emerged. So uh, what is their most valuable dynasty mm-hmm. asset from the 2021 season? Um, I mean,
0: it, I'm going to uh, hit an, an obvious candidate here, but Kyle Pitts, uh, yeah. their leading wide receiver, um, and probably their wide receiver one for a very long time by the looks of it. Finished the year 110 targets. Led the team bar. Um, 68 catches, uh, 1,000 receiving yards for this young tight end. Um, and I still feel like for as much as the preseason hype uh, was so high and like almost unbearable at times for Kyle Pitts. We really haven't talked all that much about the fact that he literally finished the season with a thousand receiving yards. Maybe that's because he had one touchdown, but I mean, let's look at the the product of this offense. Nobody on this team had more than five receiving touchdowns. Um, I, I do think that you know, maybe this is uh, a product of lack of scoring, but why aren't we talking more about Kyle Pitts? I, I am kind of failing to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably the touchdowns, right? He only had one this year. Um, but we but know now-
0: touchdowns are so touch and go. Um, I I don't I, I don't know. I'm having trouble with uh, with like understanding uh this whole this whole thing with kyle pitts because we should be uh jumping out of our pants excited um and really just nobody has talked i, I just want to hear more chatter but uh maybe if like do you think the the low touchdown production is enough to lower his value no. to the point where no. he'd be tradable
1: nope uh not, so this not for
0: you but would he be uh cheap enough to acquire because we know that like ahead of the season he was just impossible to trade for like there's yeah, maybe, nothing-
1: maybe 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 there's another that's a little worried that he's just never going to be a big touchdown producer I don't know okay I just I think touchdowns are a little bit fluky and the Falcons had a weird year this year uh, there was only 10 tight ends this year that recorded a hundred yard game a hundred yard receiving game Kyle Pitts did it three times. The only person to do it more was Mark Andrews, who did it five. Like Kyle Pitts, as a rookie, was just as productive and had just the high peaks as George Kittle, Gronk, Goddard, Waller. Like he's going to be locked in as a top three dynasty tight end for the next decade, and that's super super valuable. And if he gets listen, there's going to be a season. I'm telling you, there's going to be a season where he catches tw- t- catches twelve touchdowns. If he's twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. He's going to be probably the most valuable fantasy asset you know out there, right? Most valuable dynasty asset. So there's, there's, I, I'm not panicking on on Kyle Pitts at all. We just saw one of the best rookie seasons from a tight end ever. Let's let's appreciate it.
0: Yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, one of three tight ends this year with a thousand receiving yards. And it's worth noting that the other two tight ends that managed it, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Uh, they both had a hundred or thirty-eight targets or more. Kyle Pitts did it on 107. Yeah. That's a yep. pretty big differential. He was efficient this year, um, despite the the lack of touchdowns. So I um if there's any universe where I can uh, you know, maybe move George Kittle done. Uh d- yeah, d- done.
1: Uh, all right, next one. I, this one's pretty easy. Most disappointing player. Um, it's not Calvin I know some people are going to say it's Calvin it's, it's It's not. He stepped away because of his mental health. We 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 love to see that. We, we hope he's doing well. For me, it's Mike Davis, Kate, because Mike oh. Davis going into, into the year, I mean, his ADP, Kate, in September, Dynasty League football was 100. Okay. We saw it actually higher than that over the offseason 92, 93. Uh, now it sits at 226. And the reason why is because he wasn't good this year and he got replaced by corner Patterson and Mike Davis is kind of who Mike Davis is. And I think we got a little too excited about him.
0: Uh, yeah. I think we got too excited about like opportunity um, and not so much looking at the player. I mean, the thing about Mike Davis is that when we saw him briefly step into this role as a starter for Christian McCaffrey, he looked really good. Um, But as the season went on and we saw this need for him to play an expanded role for a long period of time, um, he didn't have that same explosivity. Um, He was so many
1: catches in Carolina too. And I think that was the difference, right? He just wasn't getting, I mean, he wasn't getting the receptions. Like he, in 2020, he, in the 12 starts, he, he had, he had 59 receptions in 17 (laughs) games this year. He had 44 receptions. I I know that's only a difference of 15, but I mean, it's quite a bit when you're talking about, you know, (laughs) five more starts.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty drastic. And I mean, I I think it does say something to you if, um, you know, like core Daryl Patterson, the guy that can't establish himself at any position in the NFL for uh, the biggest chunk of, uh, you know, his career uh, is establishing himself over you. I mean, I think you just have to assume that uh, his his dynasty value is toast. Uh,
1: and our last one, biggest buy. Um, is it Calvin Ridley? Is it Kyle Pitts? Is it somebody else?
0: Um, I do think it's Calvin Ridley. Uh, and sure. But here's sort of the interesting question is uh, he's been the speculation of a lot of trade rumors. Uh, yeah. As of recently, there's been a lot of reports that Calvin Ridley's looking to get a fresh start somewhere else. Uh, the, the team seems to be in agreement there, so we could see him on the move, but, um, I mean, Calvin Ridley, like we saw some disappointing production in the limited time that he played this season, but, um, I mean, this was just a disappointing team, across the board so i'm not going to hold that against him calvin ridley is a very talented and young wide receiver um i'm not sure why there were rumors circulating uh that didn't seem to have any source or base and factual like it, it didn't seem to make any sense to me but folks were saying like yep we saw the last of Calvin Ridley. Yeah, no, I don't
1: think that's
0: And right. there, there just was least. no basis for that. I hope not. Um, it just didn't seem like there was a uh, really any base. This guy nearly had uh, 1,400 receiving yards and uh, nine touchdowns last season. He is the ultimate buy. And guess what? He's healthy. Um, uh, you know, if, if we see him return to the field, he's well-rested. Um, give me all of the calvin ridley please sure. and thank you uh
1: for me it's hayden hurst um hayden hurst uh they it was somebody the falcons traded for in 2020 i believe i, I it might have been 2019 uh uh yeah 2020 and was pretty decent like he was pretty consistent um for the falcons and then they draft Kyle Pitts at number four i just think hayden hurst is good and he's a free agent this year and i think I think there's a good chance that he lands in a good situation. He's currently uh, Dynasty, League, uh, Dynasty League football. He's currently tied in 37. The guys ahead of him are Brevin Jordan, Hunter Long, Anthony Fersker, Blake Jarwin, Dan Arnold, Harrison Bryant, Jared Cook. Like I could easily see Kate Hayden Hurst ending up with the Chargers. And all of a sudden, he's 700 yards and six touchdowns every year. And you can get him for... A, a song right now. I, I think that's somebody that I'm buying because I believe in the talent. <laughs> uh
0: I actually I really like that. Um I mean you you kind of forget that Hayden Hurst is there because of uh the Kyle Pitts uh mm-hmm. just uh, overshadowing him. But um I think it, you just mentioned the Chargers. That would, would be a fantastic fit. Um and we've seen Hayden Hurst um, that just he's he is a capable receiver. Mm-hmm. Um just needs to get the the opportunity uh and I think that would be a very interesting uh interesting fit I very I, much I just like think that. there's a
1: lot of teams out there that are going to think about Hayden Hurst and say hey this is a guy that can block he, he's got experience let's pay him six million dollars a year rather than playing or uh, paying like Dalton Schultz 10. like for example I could see the Cardinals this offseason being interested in Hayden Hurst right they like old tight ends uh, I don't know how much longer Zach Ertz is going to be around for that team. If Hayden Hurst is in Arizona, I love that fit. I think he's instantly a low end tight end one. And again, he is tight end 37 right now. So I think that's a guy that you should trade for now before he hits free agency because his value is only going to rise.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting point. And uh, let's just say like this um, this tight end, this group of tight ends coming up that um, are that are about to hit free agency uh, in, in this specific draft class, like David and joke, like all of these guys are just so fascinating to me. And I think all, all of them are buys. I just needed to throw that out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take one more quick break before we get to the Chicago bears, uh, to tell you guys about built bar. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it just tastes so good. You're going to want to eat healthy, and eating healthy can be boring. But make it not boring by eating a Built Bar. Most Built Bars are uh, 100% covered in chocolate. They only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. My favorite right now is coconut almond brownie. Uh, I, I also like the mint brownie. I like the salted caramel, cookies and cream, uh, peanut butter brownie, so many great flavors. Go to your brownie, com. man. Oh, yeah. Go to built.com and use promo code lock15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com. It's cookies. All and right.
0: Cream, by the way. That's oh, the yeah. winner.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Um, not a great season a lot of a lot of injuries justin fields was banged up did look good at the end of the season when he was healthy though uh most valuable dynasty asset going forward
0: uh i i think i've got a roll with justin fields um yeah. just it, like it, both of us i think we're pretty high on justin fields coming out i love his ability as a passer just didn't didn't get to see that this season was very disappointing completed only 59% of his passes through seven touchdowns um in 10 games started. Uh it, like it, it just didn't uh didn't go well for Justin Fields this year but um a, a few things that we did see that I liked uh were you know his his just overall ability as uh, a rusher. We didn't get to see him consistently uh get in the mix there as mm-hmm. it, you know it, it, as a just maybe designed rushing attempts, um, but still finished the season with 420 rushing yards, which I think is like so, so quiet uh, in terms of production. He's just got so much upside for me as a passer and a rusher. uh, If we can get him the right coaching staff to help piece it all together for him and make the next jump.
1: I don't disagree. I think he's going to be the most valuable fantasy dynasty quarterback of this 2021 class. I just think once they get the right coordinator, or the head coach and the right coordinator, things are going to click. And I think Chicago is going to do their best to upgrade that offensive line this offseason. I'm all in most disappointing player.
0: Ooh. Um, I mean, I it's like, I hate to do keep doing obvious names here, but it's Allen Robinson, yeah. uh, Allen Robinson. I don't know if there's anybody that has um, so rapidly seen a tank in their free agent value. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's any player that we've ever seen do such a rapid nosedive uh, with such a long history of production in terms of their dynasty value. Like, I mean, Alan Robinson wasn't perfectly healthy, but he didn't exceed 68 receiving yards in a single game this year. Uh, you want to talk about disappointing. He, like my friend Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts, only scored one touchdown on the year. Um, And, you know, I think, like, you can have all this conjecture about the offense and how disappointed they were on, on all fronts. But we saw Darnell Mooney uh have a lot more value here. So mm-hmm. how do you value Allen Robinson moving forward? Because, I mean looking at his, his track record prior to this year, he had two consecutive seasons of 1100 or more receiving yards on a bad offense. Like who is Allen Robinson at this point?
1: I don't know. And for me, this is probably a wait and see thing, right? Because I I just don't know if I can invest a lot in Allen Robinson without knowing where he's going to land. Like it's not going to be in Chicago. Let's let's just get that out of their way. And I think Allen Robinson at this stage of his career would be smart to go to a team with an established quarterback. But I also think there's a chance that he's just looking for one last cash grab and he might just go to the team that offers him the most money. That might be somebody like the jets or, you know, some team like that or Washington I'm waiting and see. Cause I, 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 I'm, I just don't have a good feel for this one at all. Is that fair?
0: I, I think that's fair. Um, but like let's look at a couple of uh like recent dynasty trades here there haven't been a ton um a.j brown for a 2022 first round pick and Allen robinson
1: i don't know if a.j brown
0: okay Allen robinson or irv smith jr i'm gonna just make the leap and say this is probably a tight end premium
1: Okay, that's Allen Robinson, but geez, okay. <laughs> geez my goodness, um, how far his values fall.
0: Yeah, I need to give you like uh, two more here <laughs> uh, because this just shows you how low, how low can you go? Uh, apparently, Allen Robinson can go quite low. Uh, Allen Robinson for Foster Moreau, who uh, you know, we like big fan of yep. a 2022 third round pick and Greg Reynolds running back for the Detroit Lions.
1: Okay. See, I'm not even the biggest Allen Robinson fan now. and That's, I mean, that's just such a a value. So if you can get him for something like that, please go out and do that. But my goodness, my goodness. Last
0: but not, no, no, I'm not done, Marcus. Uh, KJ Hamler for Allen Robinson and Marvin Jones.
1: Oh, I get two players. Oh, great. I'll take Allen Robinson and Marvin Jones there.
0: Two for the price, of, but like this is this is where we've fallen for yeah. Allen Robinson. All of those trades come courtesy of DynastyLeagueFootball.com uh, and their Dynasty Trade Finder tool, but this is what is going on. Uh, Allen Robinson for Irv Smith Jr. Guys, Allen yeah. Robinson for a second and fourth round pick.
1: Crazy.
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: all right. I want to – before we go, we, we need to do dynasty buy or dynasty sell. Uh, my buy also turns into my biggest disappointment. Um, David Montgomery was, was good this year, okay? He played in 13 games, 1,150 yards, and seven touchdowns. It's fine, right? Like when he played, he was a high-end RB2, right? But I think it's a little disappointing because when he was out, Khalil Herbert came right in and was really good. In the two games that Herbert started – he had 197 uh, rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and 48 receiving yards. Like, he was just as good, if not better. And with David Montgomery going into the final year, his contract, and Khalil Herbert being young, I, I wouldn't be shocked, Kate, if this is a split backfield sum in 2022, with eventually maybe it turning over to – Khalil Herbert in 2023 so I'm buying Herbert I'm a little bit disappointed in Montgomery this year just because I don't think he was leaps and bounds better than everybody else in that roster
0: uh no it, Khalil Herbert is definitely one of my favorite buys on this team uh six-round pick doesn't have the draft capital but um very much showed that he can uh keep up in like all phases of the game uh, looked great on special teams they had him uh returning kicks but I mean, he did uh, fantastic, and in uh, his limited time with a uh, a sizable workload. So yep. I'm I'm all about it. Uh, as a backup running back, uh, nearly exceeded the production of Mike Davis this year. That's all I gotta <laughs> say.
1: I'd <laughs> uh, also mention Cole Komet. Final twelve games of the season, he averaged forty-four receiving yards a game. I get it, not great, no touchdowns, but six point two targets per game. If that can even go up to seven, uh, I think that's interesting. He's a little bit, a little bit overpriced right now. Is like I think tight end eleven, tight end twelve on dynasty league football. Still incredibly young, only twenty two years old. I- I'm just monitoring him because I think, I think he's a, a a really talented player. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the divisional round of the playoffs. Please follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Dynasty. Download us wherever you download podcasts. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys back here on Monday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.